welcome to Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today, we're going to be covering Minute 11, which goes from 10 to 10.59 on the clock. Uh, this minute begins with, um, well, we're still in the Zuckanit period, uh, where Mark is blogging and he's telling us how he's doing what he's doing. Um, you know, he's he's already said that uh, Erica Albright is a bitch and he's talked about farm animals. And now we're actually, we're, we're, we're going through the Facebooks. Um, you know, in the I think in the previous minute uh, he mentioned uh, he mentioned uh, the the whole kind of like uh, cheering thing and the and actually the the whole there's no public centralized Facebook so that's the first mention of the word Facebook in the film about Facebook um, and then here he starts going through each of the books starting with Kirkland and uh, you know we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of coding talk because this is taken directly mostly verbatim from the actual blog that uh, Mark Zuckerberg was doing as he was uh, as he was kind of setting up this thing we finished just as the party at uh, i think it's the I think it's the Porcellion, I want to say. Uh, I'm not sure which of the finals clubs it is, but uh, basically the, the MC of the finals club is telling everybody that you're, you know, you're at the best, you're at the most exclusive club in the world. Um, and that is and that is where this minute finishes. And joining me to talk about today is Alex Gridet. Hello, Alex. Hey, man. Yeah, this is mostly coding. Um, <laughs> many, many years ago when uh, this film came out, uh, I, I managed to get both a copy of the, um, the screenplay uh, which was because it was nominated for an Oscar, mm-hmm. and those were made publicly available for members to of the uh, different guilds to download. Mm-hmm. And so there was a link that someone had put to the the Oscar nominated um, screenplays for that year, and this was one of them. I downloaded it uh, in like 2011, and I've still kept it because it's a really good screenplay, and it's worth kind of like looking at if you want to kind of if you want to watch the film and look at the screenplay. It's amazing to see like how stuff on the screen is is kind of put onto the onto film um, yeah. and also uh, um i also managed to get a copy around the time that the film came out of zuck on it um which contains the real name of erica albrecht oh boy uh, you know yeah and uh which uh, uh but the thing is as well is most of the stuff about erica albrecht about her changing her name about mm-hmm. her you know being a 36 you know the whole thing about her having a, a different bra size and all that all that was added by um by uh, Sorkin mm. uh, you know basically all all that uh, Mark Zuckerberg said was she's a bitch and I need something to take my mind off of her and then he went into the whole farm animal thing and you know then then we end up with the the kind of you know the whole this basically what runs for the next five minutes is mostly verbatim from what Mark Zuckerberg was doing uh, which when he started, it was two minutes to one in the morning <laughs> after he'd been dumped. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started on the Kirkland, um, you know, on the Kirkland Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, was the, the dormitory where he resided. So, you know, that would have been people who would have been in his immediate buildings. <laughs> so the actions of a drunk person to kind of take the pictures of the people who you live with <laughs> and put them onto a, a site and then have people vote on who's hotter. Um, I think uh, uh just one thing I want to address is you're absolutely right. This is um, we're in for several days of of uh, of movie star power typing, uh, which is typically uh, a trope I can't stand. Like going back to the net or even war games, it's like I don't no, I don't want to. I don't want to watch you type for an hour and a half. And I think to me the uh, absolute nadir of the trope is a montage from swordfish where you've got Hugh Jackman like chain smoking and pounding red wine and typing and getting frustrated and without any window into what he's 
doing. And I'm not saying you need that because, I mean, in this, in social network, you get this wall of code jargon coming at you. That's not illustrative either or illuminating either. Um, but it's usually a terrible thing to watch. But I think, I think Fincher walked into planning this sequence knowing that that's a terrible thing to watch and made it five minutes of coding that are not about coding that are about, but that are about, um, behavior. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, particularly, yeah. um, particularly the, the, uh, less than reputable behavior of five guys who, like you said, are going to be billionaires within the next hour and a half of screen time. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the things I love about David Fincher and there's no shortage of him is I think he's one of like, he's one of the best documenters of men behaving poorly. Uh, it's a thread that runs through uh, a lot of his work. I feel like most notably, of course, is Fight Club. Uh, but this sequence for being at the other end of the spectrum where Fight Club is in, you know, this dingy uh, uh, rundown house or basement or whatever. And these guys are in a, uh, a pretty nice looking uh, dorm at Harvard. The thread that runs through it is these are these are people behaving pretty much at their worst. And I think he's, I think Fincher is a great filmmaker for drawing out uh, the ugliness in that, almost whatever the activity is. And that's what keeps it from just being five minutes of, uh, of, um, of Jesse Eisenberg typing. Well, we also have the contrast because we go, we start off here, of course, you know, with, um, uh, with Mark telling us in voiceover as he's doing the typing. And it's worth saying as well that, um, you know, all of the voiceover is effectively Zuck on it just transcribed mm -hmm. and occasionally little things are changed just to kind of make it easier to for, for um, Jesse Eisenberg to deliver. Mm -hmm. But you, you have that, but never ne like in the entire sequence, Mark Zuckerberg isn't he's silent at his computer. He's literally just typing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the idea's already been discussed with um, with Dustin Moskovitz and Chris Hughes. And so, you know, they know what they're doing and he's just basically programming. And of course, they're both programmers as well. So they know what he's doing when they see the stuff that's on screen. They know what he's he's doing. You know, they, they know how he's getting the pictures. They know what he like, how he's building the site. Mm -hmm. So they don't need to be told. We're just getting the, the voiceover from the, you know, the, the actual blog. And that is immediately contrasted with, you know, we've already seen it as as uh, emotion began to play in the previous minute, mm -hmm. um, you know, just as everybody started to kind of get ready to do, you know, the two kind of important things that are going on here. Mm -hmm. um, you have the party that is taking place at um, and it is the Phoenix. Oh, okay. um, the, the president says, you know, this is the oldest, most exclusive club, not just at Harvard, but in the whole world. And he welcomes everyone to the Phoenix Club's first party of the fall semester. Now, the fact that he says the first party of the fall semester suggests that these parties are happening quite a lot. I want to and... I, I want to talk about the club president for a minute because yeah. he is such a perfect avatar for the mood they're trying to elicit. This is a guy who has under a minute of screen time and has a fistful of lines of dialogue, but Fincher being known as this this. Uh, this master of precision, like he gives oh, this kid, this, this, I feel like I, I always want to call him like, he's like the ultimate Tyler. He's, um, you know, he's got, he's got his, his backward uh, baseball cap with his blazer and his tie. Oh, he's just like, like if this was set, if this was set 10 years later, that baseball cap would be red. And he's just like, yeah. like it just right down to, like, like even, I don't know why this is always 
stuck out to me is almost like a piece of music, but the way he comes out with semester, like this is like, this is <laughs> like, like, like that's his currency. Like he's just so like, he is, he is living his best life right now. Like as soon as graduation yeah. comes around, like, you know, so much about this character and can predict so much about this character from, you know, of course the, the rapid fire convo, uh, right before Mark and Erica break up. And also just the strong contrast that you're getting, but it's like you just know so much about this guy, and just you 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 get the sense of how jealousy and dislike toward people like this guy um, are are a big part of what that that like like take one part of that and one part of anger at women through Erica Albright, and that's what Facebook, what Face Mash and then Facebook was born from. Later on, um, you know, uh, Eduardo, spoiler alert, will get punched by the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And so this is the club he's going to end up at. And that club president, that's where he returns later on in the film. Oh, that's right. Is, you know, during, yeah, during the hazing. Um, But yeah, so, but it's also worth saying, of course, that, uh, you know, in the first five minutes, when mentioning the finals clubs, um, you know, obviously Mark Zuckerberg talks about wanting to get into them, but we never actually, after that opening five minutes, we never see him try to get into them. Mm-hmm. But obviously we see that Eduardo is successful later on in getting into them. But he mentions the Phoenix and says it's the most diverse. And that's the only thing he really says about it. You know, he lists all mm-hmm. the others and talks about who, you know, who went to them and all those kind of things. But, you know, he mentions the Phoenix as being the most diverse. But then when we see the Phoenix... um, it doesn't seem that diverse to mm. me. It just seems like a bunch of white guys. And and I think it's funny that maybe what, what Mark is talking about when it comes to diversity is he means that they will have, like, Jewish members. Yeah. Like, and that is, that's considered diversity on Harvard campus is <laughs> accepting that, you know, Jewish members can be, can join the, 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 the finals club, not mm-hmm. the fact that they're going to have anybody of, you know, like, kind of any, any other race. Right. Um, but yeah. So I I I I just like that that's that's the kind of set up early on with those 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 first five minutes set up so many things it's kind of crazy. Oh, brilliant! Uh, but the yeah. fact that the phoenix is mentioned there, and then obviously it comes back here, and then that will become a thread that gets picked up later on in the film. Um, but I also like the fact that you know you know how douchey these guys are by the fact that they have bouncers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they've got bouncers with clipboards. And they've got like Bluetooth in, mm-hmm. and they're like directing buses in, and it, like it's the like douchiest behavior in the entire film, and it's done just to contrast, obviously, with the the you know the four shut-ins, you know, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you have you know Mark and the other guys, and uh, you know they're just sitting in front of computers, and you know later on we'll talk about some of the kind of the other dialogue that goes on between them, but there this contrast of like here is this crazy party that's going on. And here are four guys who probably are never going to get invited to this party ever, <laughs> and and so it's it, it's a it's a nice little kind of contrast. Uh, one thing one thing I thought was really interesting on this last rewatch uh, to come on the show, uh, it never occurred to me before that the whole the whole like driving force, particularly behind this minute, it's all about it's all about access. And you know you've got you've got the bouncers with the um with the earpieces and the clipboards, and you've got that that amazing crane shot where you're following the girls getting off the bus, and as they're being let through the door, the crane sort of goes over the wall of the enclosure that they're being invited to, with the sense of like that's as close as you're gonna get. Um, and yeah. meanwhile, you've got the four dudes back at uh back at Kirkland stealing access because that's the only like that that to them that's the only way to 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 get in that little crane shot is great as well because mm-hmm. it's like 
you know, you see the bus come in and then the shot goes up and then it's like, that's it. You know, mm. <laughs> that's as close as the bouncer is almost stopping the camera and being like, no, 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 you can't. They can come in. You're not coming in. Yeah. Um, and, and even then, even then, uh, I can't recall if it's in this minute or in some of the subsequent ones we're going to talk about. But it's like there are so many shots in this in motion montage of like someone holding open a door or the camera like gliding past a door and through a doorway coming around a corner you know it's all it's all about it's all about entrance and access and it never they never they they never put that in the text and they don't have to because everything in the sequence is telling you that anyway i think i mean most of the stuff in terms of people like kind of the the outside world basically mm -hmm. um they all kind of that, that comes in the next few minutes uh, but yeah, so I think we said about as much as we can about this opening minute. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was going to say, uh, do you know, uh, did you ever see the uh, the social network at the cinema? I did. Uh, I went and saw it opening weekend because uh, I'd been very excited about it since the trailer that we talked about in episode zero uh, had come out. And um, my wife and I had just moved into our house, I think maybe even like that same weekend. Uh, we were just looking for a break from unpacking boxes and uh, we uh, went out and caught it and were kind of blown away by it, like in ways that I would not have expected a movie about the creation of a total waste of time to have uh, to have knocked us on our butts. Uh, uh, this is something I discussed in um, in the teaser minute episode, but uh, I saw it five times at the cinema because I oh, was wow. just like... Uh, I have like uh, the first time I watched it, like when it finished, I was like, I'm just going to have to see this again. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love David Fincher anyway, but I was like, I'm just going to have to see it again. And then I ended up seeing it with different groups of friends over the next kind of couple of weeks. And uh, and I think I also saw like the penultimate ever showing of it at my cinema. Oh, my. Because uh, I was like, I'm not going to it's like I'm not going to be able to see this on DVD for like another two months. So <laughs> I really need to see it one last time on the big screen. Um and yeah, no, so I, I mean, I just, I, it made like a biggest impression on me because I was like, this is like just everything in it is kind of amazing. Like the performances are great. Like, you mm -hmm. know, the cinematography is great. Like little camera moves, like you said, that like little technocrane shot, which just kind of stops. And that is kind of like, then you can interpret that as like, oh, that you're being stopped. And like just stuff like that that David Fincher does mm -hmm. is just kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of amazing. So Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, th I was like, I'm going to have to see this more than once. Yeah. I think I saw Gone Girl three times at the cinema as well. Oh, wow. Um, I, I was, I was with, when it came to social network, I was sort of the same way about it. But once it had come to home video, because uh, yeah. uh, it was like among the first 10 or a dozen blu-rays i ever had and it i mean of course it just it looked amazing and i just really sort of got um uh in i i i couldn't figure out what what made it so compelling and i feel like i just watched it and watched it and watched it and was really just sort of under its spell and then it took me several years to realize like oh it's a well-made movie about terrible people got it yeah <laughs> Uh, well, let's go to plugs then. Uh, sure. We've obviously got a lot more kind of uh, coding to talk about this week, so <laughs> and a lot more partying. Uh, so, uh, if you want to go for your plugs first, Alex. Then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, my uh, former Wild Brunch partner Joe Tower and I are working on a new podcast. Going to be out this summer, so please uh, keep an eye on your favorite podcast devices for something new. We're calling the Silver Age. There will be more information about that forthcoming. Uh, basically as soon as we do something about it. And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on Twitter at social underscore minute or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks once more for being my guest here today, Alex. My pleasure. Thanks for thanks for having me on. And otherwise, I will see you tomorrow.